0: This is Sarah Lemon, author of The Whole Dish blog and food writer for The Mail Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced for The Mail Tribune and Rosebud Media. You can find it online at mailtribune.com forward slash podcasts and on my blog The Whole Dish at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. I have spent most Of my time as a food writer over the past 15 years or so, trying to come up with ways to use unwanted garden zucchini. Any of you who have had the pleasure of growing your own zucchini plant, and it just takes one, (laughs) will no doubt commiserate over failing to notice a squash lurking under the leaves and pulling it out to find that it's as long as your forearm and just as big around and you think what am I going to do with this compost heap of course is typically the answer for squash that size even squash of a more normal size as the season wears on certainly have worn out their welcome and I have posted recipes over the years that use zucchini and all kinds of baked goods, breads, muffins, blended up for soup, blended up for hummus, just about anything I can come up with to sort of disguise zucchini's texture. And I mean, really, I wouldn't say flavor because it doesn't have a whole lot of flavor on its own being fairly bland. So I was completely surprised to find myself thankful grateful even for zucchini growing in my garden when we didn't really have a lot else going. The garden was slow to get started this year. Of course, it's been a mild summer, which means that things just haven't sized up and ripened at a very rapid rate. And also I'd been away from home for more than a week or so, hadn't restocked the fridge with any kind of fresh produce and, and zucchini came to the rescue. It became sort of my meal time solution. When I was really craving a variety of vegetables in a Thai style curry that I like to make, green curry, I had some snap peas or a little withered that I could put in there and some bok choy that if I trimmed away the browned bits that would be okay. All of this could be revived of course in this coconut curry broth basically. But I didn't have anything that really gave it any heft. I didn't have any meat. I didn't have any tofu. And then I thought of zucchini cut into fairly good sized chunks and cooked until just crisp tender. The key of course being to not overcook it because zucchini goes from just cooked to totally mushy with the sort of seedy center just like disintegrating very very quickly if you're not paying attention and it worked beautifully it was really really delicious zucchini came to the rescue again a couple nights later when i was cooking for my kids i still hadn't been to the grocery store to stock up on vegetables we'd been eating from the freezer so i made a pretty simple sheet pan supper of some chicken thighs when i have even one chicken thigh or couple legs or something still on the bone, I will often make my two boys who are six and four a very, very simple chicken noodle soup that they absolutely love probably because i use these fun little soup noodle shapes that i have found on the latin foods aisle at food for less in medford the stars are a particular favorite of theirs there's alphabet letters which of course keeps them occupied for a little while with their with their meal i also include in that very very straightforward soup of vegetables usually the mirepoix sort of trio onion carrot celery it's easy they don't even really notice it. It just kind of like blends into the soup. Bones from the chicken get simmered with all of that and pull off the meat. And a lot of the time I'll punch up the flavor with a little bit of chicken base as well. If the bones aren't real juicy, if they've dried out quite a bit in the oven, they're not going to lend a lot of flavor to the stock. But in this case, I didn't even have basic soup vegetables, still hadn't gone to the store, still didn't even have carrot or celery on hand. I did have a little bit of onion. And then I thought of the zucchini out in the garden again. I also happened to have frozen peas in the freezer. And with mint, kind of tying those two ingredients together, at least that's the way I envisioned it on my palette. that seemed like a really likely combination, accented with a little bit of lemon zest, bulked up with a small soup noodle that isn't star-shaped or alphabet-shaped, but called melon seeds. And it's almost a dead ringer for orzo. It's really, really similar in shape. It's just isn't pointed on both ends. It's rounded on one end. It exudes so much starch into the water if you add a fairly decent quantity that it's almost like a very, very loose risotto. It's really, really thick. It isn't really much of a soup anymore at that point. My boys happen to love risotto, though, and I had a feeling that this is something they would like as well. I could taste it on my mental palate, see it in my mind's eye, even though I was sort of just making this dish up as I went. And it was a great success. I shared it in my column in this week's Mail Tribune food section. The column's also called The Whole Dish, and those can be found at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle Forward slash food, And so I will reiterate that recipe in this podcast today, as well as a recipe for Turkish zucchini fritters that have also drawn rave reviews from participants in cooking classes that I've taught as a volunteer for access. But first, for the zucchini pea orzo or melon seed noodles start by sauteing in a saucepan half of a peeled and minced white yellow or sweet onion and a tablespoon each of butter and olive oil you want this to start out fairly rich because you're going to add some bouillon to this and and incorporate it so cook the onion first until it's slightly softened and translucent that'll take a few minutes and then add one and a half tablespoons chicken or vegetable base. I I said bouillon, but really what I'm after here is the sort of paste that comes in a jar. And I typically use the Better Than Bouillon brand, which is widely available. Stir to combine the onion in the base and then add four cups water and toss in any leftover chicken bones that you happen to have that have any meat still clinging to them. If you've started with a entire chicken thigh or a couple of legs strip the meat off first and set it aside because it doesn't need to overcook all the moisture out of it in this soup making process and throw the bones in and you can certainly use frozen bones for this purpose as well i just happen to use up any bones from a chicken carcass or sheet pan supper within a few days cover the pot and bring it to a boil add about a half cup or about a scant half cup soup noodles to this quantity of liquid reduce the heat to a simmer and cover the pot chop one small or half of a large zucchini into one inch chunks mince a handful of parsley leaves and a few fresh mint leaves and with a microplane or fine grater zest half a lemon Once the pasta is tender, and this is going to take longer than you might anticipate, I always find that these really small shapes tend to be pretty dense. And so I'm certainly planning on anywhere between 10 and 15 minutes for them to be done, depending on the quantity that's been added to the pot. It's not unusual for it to take almost as long as 20 minutes sometimes. And this is a quick and easy dinner, a lot of it hands off, but you do have to give those soup noodles time to cook. So once they're tender, add to the pot the chopped zucchini, a half cup frozen peas, there's no need to defrost those because they just defrost almost immediately in that hot liquid, and chunks of leftover chicken that you've stripped off the bones and reserved. You can add to this recipe, if you don't have leftover or already cooked chicken, rotisserie chicken would work great for this recipe as well, thinly sliced or one inch diced, boneless, skinless chicken breast or thighs. Those will cook very, very quickly if they are cut small and you want them small for this recipe because you've got the small soup noodles, about the same size as the zucchini chunks. So you can use raw chicken breast or thighs for this recipe and it will cook within just a few minutes. Bring the liquid back to a simmer and cook until the zucchini and peas are just tender and the chicken is heated or cooked through. Remove any bones from the soup and stir in the herbs and the lemon zest. It's important to do it at the very end to maintain their freshness. And serve the soup garnished with a few mint leaves. I left those off for my kids. (laughs) That's because I figured the taste would be a little overpowering for them. I think it's absolutely delicious though. And a sprinkle of feta cheese if that's desired. Those flavor combinations I think popped up in my mind the mint and the feta with the zucchini because of another recipe that I've posted to my blog and again prepared in cooking classes that have been very well received. These are Turkish zucchini fritters and I posted those to my blog. In August 2016, August 11th, 2016, under the headline Turkish Style Zucchini Fritters Fit to Please Purists. That post is available on the archives of my blog, which is at blogse forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food. Recently, my blog is no longer updating to that site. It's moved on to the Mail Tribune's main site, but all of the posts between April 2007 and July 2019. It's more than 1,200 posts. The vast majority containing recipes are all still available on that site, blogseasternoregoncom forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food. The easiest way to search the archives is to type in whatever keyword you're looking for. In this case, it could be Turkish at the top search field on the right hand side of the page or you can select from the drop down menu under archives and select August 2016, page down to the middle of the page because they're come up in reverse order to find this post from August 11th with Turkish zucchini fritters. It's just a great way to use zucchini whether you really wanna highlight it, whether you really have excess and you wanna use it. It's super simple and surprisingly delicious if you've ever had a vegetable patty that's mushy the technique for this one avoids that and you end up with a nice really really tender but still chewy zucchini fritter rather than one that just disintegrates and is mushy basically the key is finely chopping the zucchini, not grating it on a grater. If you grate this or shred it, you're going to get a mushy fritter. So follow those instructions to the letter. This recipe also ran with my column in this week's food section, and that was on Wednesday, July 31st. The whole dish and the Mail Tribune's a la carte. So here's a recipe for zucchini fritters. It starts with one large onion, peeled and coarsely chopped, three tablespoons of vegetable oil, plus more for pan frying these, a pound of zucchini, finely chopped, three eggs, three tablespoons all-purpose flour, black pepper to taste, a dash of salt, two to three fresh mint sprigs that have been chopped, two to three fresh dill sprigs that have been chopped. You can vary the fresh herbs in this, but the dill is a really, really lovely, unexpected sort of flavor that, according to... The recipe source for this is a very sort of authentic Turkish touch. Six to seven ounces crumbled feta cheese is the final ingredient. So in a skillet over medium heat, saute the onion. And again, that is one large onion that's been peeled and coarsely chopped. You could use yellow, white, or sweet onion. I would steer clear of red onion, partly because of the color, partly because it's just going to overpower the other ingredients. It's a very strong flavor. So saute the onion in the three tablespoons oil until it's soft and lightly colored. Add the zucchini, that is one pound zucchini, finely chopped, and saute, stirring until the pieces of zucchini also are soft. While that's cooking in a bowl, beat the eggs, three eggs, with three tablespoons all-purpose flour until well blended. Season with the pepper and add the salt and the herbs and mix well fold the feta cheese that's six to seven ounces that have been crumbled into the eggs and then spoon in the onion and zucchini mixture from the pan taking care not to add any liquid that's been released from the zucchini while cooking so this fritter will hold together and not start to fall apart because it has too much liquid a slotted spoon works well for doing this Over medium heat, film the bottom of a nonstick frying pan. You can use the same skillet, but you'd want to wipe it out first. Film the bottom with enough oil to basically shallow fry these. You're looking for probably somewhere in the neighborhood of a half inch of oil it doesn't, you don't have to go overboard and these are going to soak up some oil. You can air on the side of a little less depending on the size of your pan. And of course, if you need more, you can add it in the middle of the cooking process because you're gonna do this in several batches. Add two tablespoons zucchini mixture to the hot oil. And you're looking for this to sizzle. If you've ever shallow fried things, you'll you'll know what it looks like. You, the fritter will bubble around the edges. You will see cooking happening and browning starting to happen immediately. If it just sits there in the oil and nothing happens, the oil's not hot enough. You can usually tell by holding your hand a few inches over the oil. If it's too hot to leave your hand there for more than a few seconds, it's about the right temperature each one of these fritters is going to be about two tablespoons zucchini mixture and fit as many as you can in the size of your pan leaving enough space around each fritter for flipping it because you're going to cook this on the other side of course you're not going to have enough oil that's going to come all the way up cook until both sides are slightly brown Drain on paper towels, sprinkle lightly with salt, something that is just hot out of frying oil. It absorbs the salt very nicely and flavors it much better than if you're trying to add salt after it's cooled off a little bit. And that makes four servings of zucchini fritters. That recipe was with my column in this week's food section, a la carte, That column, which is also called The Whole Dish, can be found at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash food. And find that recipe for Turkish style zucchini fritters in the archives of my blog from August 11th, 2016. And the archives are at blogs.esouthernoregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food. Thanks for listening to and reading The Whole Dish.